There is a month to go until the winter solstice, and today, Friday, November 20th, 2020, marks six weeks until the beginning of 2021. How will you get the most out of the rest of this challenging year? Hopefully, continued listening to the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast will help you along the way. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to plant native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them Lonnie Murray sent you. Virginia has set another one-day total for new COVID-19 cases today, with 2,544 new cases, bringing the total since March to 213,331 cases. The seven-day average for new cases in the state is now at 2,010. The seven-day average for positive tests has declined slightly to 7% statewide. The total number of new cases per 100,000 population statewide is now 288.4. That number was 230.4 a week ago and 205.3 two weeks ago. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 36 cases today, with 12 from Albemarle, 8 from Charlottesville, 7 from Louisa, 4 from Nelson, 3 from Fluvanna, and 2 from Greene County. An additional COVID-19 fatality has been recorded in Nelson, bringing the total for the Blue Ridge Health District to 81 and 3 for Nelson. Statewide, the death toll is 3,912. Sometime today, the nation will cross the quarter-million mark for COVID-19 deaths. Different parts of Virginia continue to have different experiences with the pandemic this month. While not reliable as a sole indicator of community spread, percent positivity can give us a glimpse into what's happening. The Virginia Department of Health's central region is at 5.2%, the eastern region at 6%. Far southwest Virginia is at 15.2%, near southwest is at 10.8%. The northern region is at 8.2%, and the Northwest region is at 5.5%. The Charlottesville School Board last night cautiously directed staff to continue planning to begin hybrid in-person education in January, though some members stated they would continue to watch the COVID-19 numbers. Here's School Board Chair Jennifer McKeever. I also want to say that the board, if at our January 4th or at our next board meeting after the December 19th meeting, looks at the data and says this is not... Um, our, the data is going in the wrong direction, which I fully anticipate it doing, that we have to we have to pull back. Under the current plan, pre-K through sixth grade would begin phasing back to class on January 11th, and seventh through 12th would return on February 1st. Sherry Kraft is another member of the school board. You know, I'm comfortable with the idea of, um, you know, affirming or voting to continue working on these preparations um, with the understanding that we're not be, we're not locking ourselves into you know exactly what the model looks like right now. Two-thirds of Charlottesville households with students want their students to return in person, according to materials presented to the school board. 
Overall, 83% of households with students returned the survey. White families had a 92% return rate, and households identified as people of color had a 76% return rate. Teachers were also asked to give their preference on returning and were given four options and could only choose one. Of 275 elementary teachers surveyed, 97 said they wanted to be in person, 77 said online, 26 said both in person and online, and 75 said they would go wherever they were needed. McKeever said she was concerned there might not be enough teachers to move forward. I want elementary schools to start. Um, And, you know, to the extent that we have enough teachers, I just don't want to have to get to a situation where HR has to tell a teacher, like, I need you back in the class or you need to resign. Superintendent Rosa Atkins said the school system will do what it can to stay intact. COVID will not last forever. We're going to get through this. It's a difficult time for everyone, and there are a lot of adjustments that we're all having to make. But we want to make this as clear and transparent as possible. We don't want to lose any of our teachers. The school board will make a final decision at their meeting on December 16th. They directed staff to try to find ways to reduce asynchronous learning in 7th graders and up. The board also agreed to proceed with a plan to hire a firm that can provide temporary bus drivers to provide extra trips to get students to school. COVID restrictions limit capacity to 20 students, and the assistant director for pupil transit, Sherry Eubanks, said the additional drivers are required to make sure everyone can get to school. We currently are using every driver we have to drive the students that we are transporting now. So without extra help, even getting the 383 students to school is going to be a struggle. The board approved a process through which a contract will be worked out for the temporary drivers. A volunteer group of computer programmers and technical experts will hold an information session tomorrow to find out more about what projects it can work on to benefit the greater Charlottesville community. Jonathan Kropko is the volunteer lead with Code for Charlottesville. Code for Charlottesville is a local chapter of Code for America, which is a um, national network of uh, groups that bring volunteers with tech or data or code or design or research skills together to work on uh, a project for a community partner. So far, Code for Charlottesville has worked on projects for the Legal Aid Justice Center, the Charlottesville Fire Department, and the Charlottesville Office of Human Rights. To find new partners and volunteers, they are holding a work session tomorrow at 4 p.m. for people who want to be part of the leadership team. Kropko said the goal of the session is to listen to what the community wants. First of all, there, there's there's a huge movement in the tech industry of uh, uh, the phrase they use is social good. And I want to put that in quotes, like social good, because a lot of times when they talk about tech for the social good, it's not really doing anything good for society. Um, a lot of times these projects kind of fizzle out without doing anything useful. Kropko said the goal of the information session is to try to come up with useful projects. He said that starts by recruiting volunteers. You have to do a good job with organizing so that people know what they're working on and what the goals are. Um, and you have to do a really good job communicating with your, with your partner uh, in the community. The Virginia Festival of the Book has announced it will hold next year's literary celebration in a virtual capacity. 
The 27th annual festival will take place virtually from March 13th to March 26th. Here's an announcement on the Virginia Humanities website. All virtual events are free and purchasing participating authors' books is encouraged but not required. Since April, the Virginia Festival of the Book has been holding online events in a series called Shelf Life, and they say they have had more than 22,000 viewers. Today in meetings, the Charlottesville City Council will hold a budget work session at 1 p.m., and they are expected to make some decisions on the Capital Improvement Program. Last week, they were asked to either make cuts or give consent to a plan to fully utilize all of the city's borrowing capacity. The draft affordable housing strategy calls for $10 million in spending every year for 10 years. There's a multi-million dollar project to create a new streetscape for West Main. There's a long-running request from the schools to reconfigure the middle schools. And on Monday, they were told they'd need to spend up to $4 million to build a roundabout to calm down traffic on 5th Street if they chose to pursue that route. I'll be producing a story on all of that to let you know what happens. Tonight at 7 p.m., Live Arts will hold another coffee house. These are a series of musical acts and other performances from local artists. Tonight, there are musical performances by Rob Craighurst, Courtney Jacobs, Tanya Kay, Joshua Tucker, and more. The event is free on the Live Arts YouTube channel, but they are asking people to consider paying what they can. And that's it for another edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. We'll be back either tomorrow or Monday with the next installment. We're going to mix it up and see what happens. But as always, there is a lot going on in this in this community, and I am here to try to bring it to you. So I do appreciate you listening to these if you are. As always, if you would like to support this program, there are many ways to do that. But the most important thing you can do today is to send it on to somebody else so that we can continue to grow the audience. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. And if you're not doing okay, please talk to somebody. See you next time.